1: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
2: Please leave a message after the tone. Hello, my
0: name
1: is Adam Sandler, and welcome to So 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 Sandler's, the Sandman movie podcast. I a Welcome, welcome to so- everybody. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Hello. Uh, welcome to So 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 Sandlerist, the Sandman movie podcast, the podcast where we discuss the movies of failed rock star Adam Sandler. My name is Kerry Johnson. As always, I am joined by my very own Drew Barrymore, Matt Wollstone. Oh, your very own Drew Barrymore, you beautiful <laughs> bastard.
0: Oh well it's good to be back not quite as always I did did miss a week there i, I do apologize did have some yeah. technical difficulties on
1: this end but I, I am more than happy to strike last week from the record i, I didn't last even promote last... I, I didn't even promote it on my own instagram
0: I think, I think last week the just everything about last week the less said the better I think we'll be alright
1: I was so embarrassed with the last week's episode. I was like, nah, I, I'm, I'm not letting people know that,
0: uh, <laughs> that I've recorded this. We'll just leave that one. If they find it, they find it. I'm not
1: promoting it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, last week's movie, it was um, Bulletproof. Uh, quick recap. Yeah, should we recap this movie? Nah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you want to? Yeah, uh, Basically, a buddy cop movie starring Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans. It was pretty shit. Should
0: be should be better than it is.
1: Yeah, it should be a lot funnier. I give it a 4.1. Um Matt didn't watch the entire movie. Due, due to technical difficulties. Alright. yeah all right. um, <laughs> no, I from
0: for like the, the 45 minutes of this that I watched, I'll give it a I'll give it a four.
1: Four, there you go. Because
0: it, Fant- it, it wasn't awful and I can't just be like, oh shit. But it yeah. just wasn't anything.
1: Um I, I think it fell victim to a, a lot of the similar stuff at the start of Sandler's career. He was just put in it because he was big on SNL and they didn't really think about the script, size, script side of it. No. I
2: Pretty much. Do you
0: think yeah. it's better than the sequel?
1: I, I refuse to watch two? the sequel unless <laughs> unless we run out of ideas for this movie. <laughs> and then... And then we'll watch the sequel to Bulletproof. Um, the remake of Happy Gilmore, the remake of Billy <laughs> Madison. Sorry, what? Yeah, there's a there's a Bollywood remake for of Happy oh, Gilmore. Oh yes.
0: Isn't there like loads of Bollywood remakes of some of Adam Sandler's movies? Yeah. Isn't there like eight versions of like fifty first dates of something?
1: Yep. I think there's like three in Bollywood, two Korean versions. <laughs> oh uh, fuck.
0: Good old Drew Barrymore. Yeah.
1: But yeah, 51st Dates, the movie we're doing today is a bit of a precursor to that. It's the first of the Sandler and Barrymore trilogy. Hopefully we'll get a quadilogy sometime soon. I hope they come back. I was going to say they're definitely in a few movies together. They're in 51st Dates and Blended.
0: Fuck me. Yeah. Was it that big of a gap? Jesus. Yeah,
1: that's it. They, they, feels, they do, feels like they're in so much more. They, they do, like, every 10 years. So, yeah, fair enough. I think Blended was, like, 2014. So, we are do one within the next five or six years, I'd say. Aren't they doing one as well? I'm pretty sure. That's... No, he's got another one with uh, Jennifer Aniston coming up now. Oh, yeah, he's doing. they're doing. Murder, Mystery, Murder 2. Mystery Two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Um, if people haven't guessed, uh, this week's movie is The Wedding Singer. Hey, there we go. I so, think
0: this is quite a favourite movie.
1: See, I wanted it to be.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. But the difference of opinion. Uh,
1: but we'll we, we'll get to it. Before the internet, before cell phones, before rollerblades, there was a time. Everybody on the dance floor.
0: Very nice, Grandma Molly. When Robbie Hart was the most popular wedding singer around. You baby, ride round, baby ride round. like a record. Baby, ride round, round, round. Hey, somebody get some pants on that
1: kid. Until he got stood up. At his own wedding. I woke up this morning and I realized I'm about to marry a wedding singer? Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! New Line Cinema presents... Is it true that you're in the middle of a nervous
0: breakdown? Whoopity-do! Adam Sandler.
2: Hey, psycho.
1: Get out of my Van Halen t-shirt before you jinx the band and they break up. And Drew Barrymore. <laughs> You're the wedding singer. How you doing? I'm Robbie. I'm Julia.
0: In a story about finding love where you least expect it. Uh-oh. What? You like her. No, I don't.
1: This is my fiance, Glenn. I don't even know your last name. It's Gulia.
0: Julia's last name is gonna be Gulia. Julia Gulia. That's funny. Why is that funny? I, I don't know. I just... Now, the girl of his dreams is about to marry Mr. Wrong. That's grade A, top choice
2: meat. Good morning. You can make breakfast for men. Unless he can pull off the performance of a lifetime. She and Glenn just jumped a
1: plane to Vegas. Go oh, get it. Alright, alright. you're thinking of leaving Glenn for the wedding singer?
2: <laughs> He's more than a lover.
1: What do you think of the jacket i don't know man i would lose that glove you look nuts he's more than a legend you are the
2: worst wedding singer in the world buddy
1: well i have a microphone and you don't
2: so you will listen to every damn word i have to say
1: the wedding singer i said hip hop to the to the hip, to the hip, hip hop. Do not stop the rock to the bang bang say up jump the, to the rhythm the to the So The Wedding Singer is a 1998 American romantic comedy film directed by Frank Karachi. Written by Tim Hurley. The film stars Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, Alan Covert, Matthew Clive, and Christine Taylor. So this Frank Karachi guy, he's just um, he's directed quite a lot of films, but a lot of the stuff he's done is just with Happy Madison Productions. Like he directed this, he's directed The Waterboy in two weeks' time, directed Claire. Yeah, he's
0: done a few Sandler flicks, eh?
1: Yeah, the ridiculous. Yeah. Came back for Blended with Drew, Bar- Drew Barrymore and Sandler. But hey. the most interesting thing on his filmography is he directed Around the World in 80 Days with Steve Coogan and Jackie Chan, which. Absolutely iconic movie. I'm I love a, that. When I was a kid, unreal. I loved that movie. A I fucking love Steve Coogan. I wonder if it holds up.
0: I reckon it does. I mean, it definitely doesn't. But you know what?
1: That's a that, fucking good movie. I mean, it's got a an average score of four point seven out of ten on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Well, it's got an average score of four point seven out of five in my ten year old heart. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's the most interesting thing he's done, I reckon, apart from all the Sandler stuff. And then Tim Hurley, he wrote Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, this, the next movie, the movie after, Grown Ups, the movie after that, and the movie before that one. Just constant collaborator with Adam Sandler. But yeah. And then pretty packed one. cast for this as well. Um, I don't know Matthew Glaive that much. Do you know anything about Matthew Glaive?
0: No, I tried to have a look into this guy, but it seems like he's just basically um, just a journeyman of just like TV and stuff. It just is just has roles everywhere.
1: He was in Baby's Day Out, like
0: random places.
1: He was in Pulp Fiction.
0: Yeah, I tried to see that, but his his credit for Pulp Fiction is like fourth guy or something like that.
1: He was in The Thinning and The Thinning New World, Um, two movies starring. Professional boxer, Logan Paul. Fuck me, that could only have been some Oscar-worthy material right there. (laughs) In a dying world, population control is dictated by an aptitude test in high school, where two students discover the test is all smoke and mirrors and hide in a large conspiracy. They go against the system to expose the conspiracy and take it down. Five out of ten on IMDb.
2: You're telling me that movie's got a better rating than eight around
0: the world in 80 days with Jackie Chan and Steve Coogan on IMDb? Uh, <laughs> I'm not fucking having that. You can absolutely stick that right <laughs> up your ass. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. <laughs> nah, <laughs> that is absolute blasphemy
1: for anything. Um, uh, uh, l- let me check the IMDb. <laughs> that was, um, you just yeah. said, yeah, no, Rod Tomatoes was like to 4.9. Average around the world in eighty day. Oh no, that's um the TV series. The TV series is a seven
2: point. So five point eight out of ten. Right, we're we're right. We're back. We're
1: back to some
0: normal normalcy.
1: Yeah, and then he's (laughs) just been a TV actor. My, my father probably knows him because my father loves The Rookie starring Nathan Fillion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good old
1: Nathan Fillion. What a fucking lad. And then, obviously, Christine Taylor is in this movie as well. She plays uh, Julia's cousin. And what? She's probably most famous for Dodgeball and Zoolander. Dodgeball. And being Ben Stiller's wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
0: She yes. You know what really, you know what really upset me when I was looking through yes. this. Oh, it didn't upset me, but I was like, well, "That's just fucking weird." She doesn't even have a picture on her Wikipedia. No. Uh, What's I, that about? I, what? I, I I was shocked by that. Is that? I mean, I'm that must be her choice, surely.
1: No, I I just don't think she's famous enough to have a picture on Wikipedia. She's oh, <laughs> I don't know, about that. Is she um? Check is she verified on Instagram? Because if she's not She was one of the Brady
2: bunch. How dare you <laughs>
1: um <laughs> No, she's she's not even on Instagram. Oh well. Um but yeah I, I was shocked that she didn't have a picture on um Wikipedia either. But yeah, it's a pretty pack cast again and then Sandler's mates pop up. This is the All first them. movie with um
0: Dante. Yeah. And then we obviously get Alan Covert as
1: well with an actual role. Yeah. Instead. Well, <laughs> with, a f- with, a f- with some role. actual <laughs> lines. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So what we're going to do first is we're going to move on to our very famous segment called Curb That Blurb. I was actually out in town this week and I saw people wearing Curb That Blurb t-shirts. So that was uh, quite nice so was it was it you <laughs> oh i wish i wish um so i found this um Wait, no up. No, you actually didn't, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, i didn't <laughs> but, but you've got to put the feelers out there yeah <laughs> if people want curb up blurb t-shirts let me know <laughs> i will Please mail, mail them to I you personally um so, I was on the deep dark web where I found this plot synopsis for the wedding singer and Matt. I want you to let me know whether we should let this blurb walk or take this plot synopsis outside, make it bite the curb, and kick it in the back of the head. So, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> it's fucking awful. <laughs> Robbie Hart is singing the hits of the 1980s at weddings and other celebrations. He also can keep the party going in good spirit. He knows what to say and when to say it. Julia is a waitress at the events where Robbie performs. When both of them find someone to marry and prepare for their weddings, it becomes clear that they've chosen wrong partners.
2: Was that it? That's it. Uh... (sighs)
0: For a blurb, like oh, stuff. I ah, uh, f- that's fish. <laughs> <It's pretty shit. laughs> I mean, it does kind of set up <laughs> the movie, but like, nah, fuck it. I'm torn with this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt.
1: You yeah, you curbing it? No, I'm gonna let it go. Yeah, oh, you're gonna let it go. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I thought that was dreadful (laughs) that plot synopsis just do you want to override me no it's your decision but it just talks about the (laughs) the the first two minutes of the movie it does do either oh if it's it's a plot if it's a plot synopsis then it's getting cursed on straight up no plot synopsis blurb the same shit isn't it i don't know okay we we, we let that one walk anyway I, I think I found that on uh, IMDb, deep deep down in IMDb. Um, we've we've had we've had worse. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent, definitely had worse. But I d- I didn't think that was a uh, too great either. Um, uh, this movie was pretty well uh, received. Um, I think this is probably the best received of Sandler's early stuff. So I found a couple of reviews as well. Um, this one's from Caroline Westbrook from Empire Magazine. She gave this movie a Four to five stars. And she said, a script with a streak of clever cinem- cynicism. Oh, I practiced this word so much. <laughs> Go on, Gary. I believe in you. A script with a streak of clever cynicism and poignancy, a soundtrack of tunes you thought had long since departed the vinyl graveyard, and one of the most adorable screen parents in ages in Sandler and Barrymore. And the result is a film which. Well, hardly high art is simply irresistible. Fucking nailed it. Yep, 100%. <laughs>
0: Power
1: through and you fucking nailed it. <laughs> Cynicism. Cynicism. Yeah, I, I, I've practiced that word like 20 times in the mirror this morning. <laughs> and I still fucked it. Uh, but I, I I completely agree with that this movie is not as good as what I remembered but Sandler and Baramo's chemistry I still fully believe that there's nobody on this planet in as much love as what they are together (laughs) they have incredible chemistry, it's fucking crazy I, I watched it with Alice this week and she was like why do they do so much movies together I mean, they're clearly in love. <laughs> they are. Yeah, yeah they... like it, it's,
0: it is, it's so good. Yeah, like, the on-screen chemistry is ridiculous. Oh I, I, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, like it does genuinely make the movie a lot better than the fact that them two click so much. Yeah,
1: it's it's really, crazy. Really works. Um, but you know, as reviews go, there's always two sides of the spectrum. So I've got some audience reviews here. Um, This is a half star from Detective Fuck, and he said, last time I took any...
2: (laughs) 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 Fuck me, you tried to sneak that one in. you. (laughs) <laughs> oh. Oh, God. <laughs> oh God. All right, Detective
1: Fuck you bear absolutely good to say. <laughs> so <laughs> this is yes, the, Detective Fox said last time I'd take any movie recommendations from my dad. And oh fuck it out. Yeah. I, I think the name was a lot funnier than what, what his review was, but I can see, I can see this guy's dad watching this movie when he was 13 years old, and being like, "Yeah, this is the best movie ever. You need to watch it." And then a kid who's 30 now, absolutely hating this movie because it is quite slow pissed
0: Yeah, I'll give you that. Like, it's definitely of it. It doesn't not that it doesn't age well, but it definitely doesn't like. It's <laughs> all right, no, you have got me there. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in this that doesn't age well, we'll get to that. <laughs> oh. but, like it just it's just a very not uh, like it's clearly a nineties movie based in the eighties.
1: <laughs> it's very slow. Yeah. But it's fucking hilarious. But it's good. it, it is good. And then um on the other side we've got five stars from uh Tyler Dener Dennering. And he says Adam Sandler invented emo music. Which. You know what? Can't argue with that. Fucking 100% agree. Yeah. And if you take in this fake history logic, it's like saying Marty McFly invented rock music when he went back to 1955, <laughs> which I think is fair. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Well, I, Kerry, right? <laughs> let, let the
0: audience know. How many times have you listened to the song that's in this movie? What one? What do you mean, which one?
1: What? Grow Old With You or Somebody Kill Me Please? Somebody Kill Me Please. Um, let me just check my Spotify. No, um, I was driving home yesterday and, yeah, my last thing Um. The last playing on Spotify is Adam Sandler's phone wallet keys. And then Yeah. And then there, there we go. That was like for five songs back. So I yeah, I e- even as a kid I thought the the songs in this were very funny.
0: And that song's actually great. I watched it and was like well when I saw it and remembered
1: it thinking Yeah. All right. I told okay. you I've told you Adam Sandler has a beautiful singing mm-hmm. voice and nobody believes me. I yeah I just pressed shuffle on Adam Sandler's music yesterday and a song came on I'd never listened to and it starts off um like a nice nice love song and then it just turns into him saying that he wants to get um pegged by his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh for fuck's sake! What? <laughs> so, so, but, um After listening to some, hearing some reviews, what do you think this scored on Rotten Tomatoes? Fuck! I thought this would have done all right.
0: Considering this is both Happy Gilmore, so I think like the Adam Sandler train's well and truly left. Is like, sorry, arrived at the station now. Yeah. He, he's... So I reckon this probably did all right. I mean, I know he's still probably not going to do great with critics, never does, but I reckon this might do. 60s? Because it's, I mean, I think it's pretty good.
1: Yeah. This uh, movie got a very nice uh, 69%. Hey. Yep. <laughs> and, great uh, success. And uh <laughs> fuck's sake. O- o- audience reviews, what, what do you think the audience give this on Rotten Tomatoes as well? Oh, probably a little bit better then. I guess in
0: seventies, eighties. Eighty
1: percent. Eighty percent. Yeah. So I, you know I, what? I think this is the best reviewed family movie we've had so far. Yeah. Kinda makes. I I kinda makes sense.
0: Like I'd obviously Happy Gilmore probably I think, be, but then it kind of. I think sets Happy this
1: Gilmore up. did better with the audience last week. But this yeah. makes sense for critics because He's actually playing not Adam Sandler to a degree, I guess. Yeah, he's playing like actually a character rather than Adam Sandler. (laughs) He's playing Robbie Hart. Watching watching Happy Gilmore, like, yeah, this is Adam Sandler. (laughs) But watching this, this is Robbie Hart. Yeah, is that
0: because of the hair? Yeah, 100%. It was the hair and it was the wardrobe. (laughs) <laughs> oh, absolutely! It was the wardrobe,
1: fucking nineteen eighty-five. But Jesus uh, Christ! And then, but before we get into the plot, um, this movie had a budget of eighteen million dollars. But what do you think it made at the box office? Do you have any idea?
0: Um, I think this probably did well because I think Happy Gilmore did pretty well last week, right? Um, they made their budget yeah, back, like they they, they seven made the money one-fold. back,
1: yeah. Like a ridiculous amount. Yeah.
0: So I think this probably did similar because I think this is just after this is his first movie after Happy Gilmore. I think people are gonna go and see it regardless of what Uh, it even if it was any good.
1: Yeah, but who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) No one knew that movie came out. Happy Happy Gilmore made forty one million dollars at the box office.
0: But how much was the budget though? Because it didn't have twelve million. Twelve million. Okay. Yeah. So this, For... I think, oh, I don't know. That probably they reckon probably had similar
1: budgets. Yeah, this was eighteen million budget. Oh, so it's... okay. This movie made. Yeah, I don't know. Three times as much as Happy Gilmore. Jesus, a hundred twenty-three million dollars at the box office. <sighs>
0: That's, uh, Jesus, that's a good fucking innings. That's almost what, like that's well, no, a that is big
1: 10 times your money. That yeah. That's a big payday for Adam Sandler. So, I wonder so this where is why it Adam was.
2: Sandler's
0: allowed to take his friends on holiday and make movies.
1: <laughs> yep. Um Highest grossing films of oh, 1998. Okay. It was never gonna be number one. Number one's Titanic. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> but, fuck me. This did come out in 1998, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Fuck, the water boy was number five. Really? Yeah. Fuckin Behind up. Titanic, Armageddon, Saving Private Ryan, there's something about Mary, and then it's the water boy.
2: Wait, say that list again from part one to five.
0: Titanic,
1: number one. Yeah. Armageddon, number two. Saving yeah. Private Ryan, three. I'm saving Private Ryan. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> then there's something about Mary. Fucking and then the,
2: the,
1: the, the water boy. <laughs> Dr. Dolittle, number six. Deep Impact, number seven. Godzilla, number eight. <laughs> Rush Hour, number nine. And Goodwill Hunting, number ten.
0: Goodwill Hunting deserves to make more money
1: than Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, I can't see. um... Oh, and then I think Titanic was the number one movie. Oh.
0: What, what, until Avatar came out?
1: This movie was not even number one at the box office at all.
0: (laughs) What, because of Titanic?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Titanic was ridiculous. I feel like... I don't think anything else was probably number one after after that came out. <laughs> the the, the Waterboy wow. was number one towards the end. So oh, okay, nice. Yeah, good old Sandler. Um, he
0: got his he got his revenge then. Yeah, he got his
1: number one. Big big year for Sandler. Yeah, right. So should we get into the plot of this movie? Just to discuss it. Yeah,
0: we've only been going for
1: half an hour. And... <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so what I've done is. <laughs> I've gone to Wikipedia, then I've added my own shit, because, as discussed earlier, the Wikipedia entry for this was dog shit.
0: Wikipedia for this is shit, yeah. Like, w- Well, sorry,
1: the Wikipedia for the plot of this was shit. <laughs> it just cuts out the entire middle section of the movie. So, yeah, Sh- should we get started? Let's rock and roll. 1985. I'll say that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> 1985, Ridgefield, New Jersey. We meet Robbie Singer, a wedding singer performing at the wedding of Harold and his bride. I couldn't find his wife's name anywhere.
0: Oh, no idea. Yeah. Oh, for the for the first wedding. The first wedding,
1: yeah. Oh. After a disastrous best man speech by Harold's brother, David, Robbie saves the night by making a speech about the emptiness inside us, drifting away when we fall in love. Here we find out that Robbie is getting married in a week's time to his fiancée, Linda.
0: Yeah, so we get the, the classic 80s yeah. wedding montage for the opening and Adam yeah. Sandler's singing the song. Yep. Yeah. I actually I actually really like this opening. I thought it was good. It, it, it was, just yeah. Some good old classic wedding hijinks going on. You have the... The old grandma following the, the topless man
1: around. Um singing floor riders, you spin me right round. Yep. <laughs> um but yeah, classic <laughs> Wedding High um Peter Dante, his first appearance in a sandal film. Um yeah. giving alcohol to teenagers. Um It's I thought he'd be in this more. Like because you see him at the start and yeah. you recognize him, and I was like, oh,
2: sweet. And then he's just just, just not not in it air air anymore. Air.
1: No, um, yes, yeah, fat people eating cake and yeah, horny grandma trying it on with the younger guys. Just <laughs> not that person eating that cake was <laughs> the <Stop> way Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, after this uh, opening montage, we get Steve Buscemi's character, David, giving a speech because he's the best man, and he's basically like. Um. What, what? What does he say? He just goes off. And- he's. He's just this. He, he's just this like
0: drunk fucking waste of oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: he goes on. He's
0: saying something like. Um, like he, he starts having a go to his, his dad. Brothers, yeah, he's saying to his dad that like his brother's always been like the perfect son, and he wasn't. Yeah. He's like. Well, we're not so perfect. I, I remember those prostitutes we got down in Texas. also.
1: <laughs> it was like, yeah, remember those uh, prostitutes down in Colombia? I mean, we didn't pay them, but <laughs> uh, and then I think they were yeah,
2: prostitutes.
1: And then he's like, yeah, th- th- this wedding's gonna fail. Um, I'll give it a year. Oh, yeah, he's walking up. He's like, I'll be divorced in a year. And then he just picks up the guitar and he's like, I'm the best guitarist in the world. Self-taught. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Steve Fashem, he just completely ruins this wedding party by giving this awful speech because I guess he's jealous of his brother. Yeah, yeah he's
0: just this. Big he's down just a little life guy. Yeah. yeah. He's just fucked.
1: And then. Adam it, Sandler it, saves the day. Yeah, Adam Sandler saves the day by talking about love. And he's like, um, when, we, when we find the person we love, the emptiness inside you just drifts away and i know by looking at you two that the emptiness is gone because you two are clearly in love and you're like me and my fiancee we're in love oh are they who who knows um but yeah basically saves the day and then um we, we get a shot of steve we share his character he's crying at the speech that it's like ah, oh, that's a good wedding singer <laughs> that guy's a really good wedding singer <laughs> um Uh, Yeah, so then we find out um, that Robbie's getting married in a week's time to his fiancée, Linda. As Robbie takes a break from singing and his bandmate George is singing Culture Club, we meet Robbie's best friend, Sammy, who is a limo driver. He's at the wedding because he wants to make a move on the new waitress at work, Julia. Yes. So Patricia Arquette, who's David Arquette's sister, is playing a character called George who dresses up as Boy George. And the running joke throughout this movie is, (laughs) she only sings, (laughs) Do You Really Want to Hurt Me by Culture Club. I really enjoyed that. (laughs) Just any opportunity, she gets (laughs) to sing a song. (laughs) Sammy's got a bit of a reputation for sleeping with everyone in work. And he's like, ah, don't you know? It takes them three weeks to realise that... uh, that they shouldn't be sleeping with people in work. So if she's anything like a cousin Holly, I'll get this done in a couple of days. Um, and then, yeah, Julia's played by Drew Barrymore. And Sam is like, yeah, things I want to do to her. I just want to give it to her. I'm going to give it to her and she doesn't even know it. Kind of thing. Um, Julia and her cousin Holly also work at the wedding venue. Um, they have a conversation in the kitchen, and we learn that Julia is engaged to a gentleman, gentleman named Glenn who has yet to set a date for their wedding. So this is the catalyst from the movie, and Holly played by Ben Stiller's wife, uh, Christine Taylor. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just talking, and Julia's like, oh, I don't know if I'm with the right guy. He hasn't set a date for the wedding. I feel like I've moved to this town, and it's just a waste of time. Blah 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 blah, and then Holly's like, "Oh, just go outside, take a break." Blah blah blah, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and then, oh, then... there's yeah, go on, <laughs> go on. I was gonna say there's a line there, like this st- is it? I think it's the start of the scene where they cook to like the chef. Yeah, and it's just on the radio, and i <laughs> I wrote this down because I've re- I heard it. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's just this old guy on the radio, and he's just like. I like old Coke better than new Coke because it's old like me. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> What's going uh,
1: on? I, I'm guessing 1985, new Coke came out. Oh, I, yeah. So. Good point. Good when new Coke. When new Coke came Inspiracy. out. Yeah. I'll tell you what it, you were going to say. It, no, it, it, apparently it was all to do with the um, sales of Coke dropping. So they're bringing new Coke to try and. Revamp and apparently there's a conspiracy behind it that they bring in a ship product to boost people's interest in the older product and then bring that back. And but, um, and here we are. Yeah, when new Coke came in, the American public, Coca Cola had to set up like a crisis hotline for the American public to ring because there was so much complaints and the phone calls were recorded and like psychiatrists <laughs> and Everybody, like, they've gone back and analysed the phone calls. And apparently the same, the, the way that the people were speaking about losing old Cork is the same, exactly the same way as they would be speaking as if they lost a child.
2: Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> people really missed old Cork. but <sighs> Fucking hell, they let's
0: set up a hotline.
1: Yeah, honestly, they had to set up a crisis hotline for it. And then after new Coke came in, the um, director of Coca-Cola was asked, oh, did you do this on purpose to boost the sales of um, old Coke? And he was like, "Um, we're not that dumb, but we're also not that clever. So I guess it just happened the way that it happened. So that's
0: the fucking best answer you can give to that.
1: Yeah, we're not that dumb, but we're not that clever. But I 100% so, a conspiracy. Did, I I like to think so. I like that. Definitely, point. they are that clever. Oh, 100%. Yeah.
0: Oh, they Coca Cola all the fucking money in the world. D- 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 do you want another Coca Cola story, or should we move on? <laughs> nah, fucking Coca Cola. Coca Cola is up. We've already derailed this enough this week. So um, We're in for a penny.
1: So yeah, do, do you remember? Might have to do some editing. <laughs> nah, it's fine. Do Do you remember? In, like, the early 2000s, there was Virgin Cola. Do you remember Virgin Cola? Nah. Oh, well, like Virgin... the brand, or, like... Yeah, like, like... Okay. Richard Branson brought out his own cola. Oh, no, what the yeah. fuck? So, throughout the 90s and the early 2000s, Virgin Cola was becoming more and more popular in the UK that eventually it took over the sales of Coca-Cola. So, Coca-Cola... really. Yeah. Coca Cola flew over like members of the SAS from America to go into corner shops and threaten, threaten shop owners. The f- and, Yeah. You, did, wait, you, they flew in the SAS for America. Yeah. Or whatever they watched the Navy SEALs, the <laughs> FBI, whatever. Some interrogation things that uh, Coca Cola had contact with. And they sent them into like uh, distributors and corner shops and everything to threaten the shop owners. And they were like, if you don't pull virgin coke, we'll take away your fridges. And so after all the threatening and stuff, sales of virgin cola just plummeted overnight from like, say a hundred thousand sales a day to zero because yeah, like they brought in proper guerrilla warfare tactics to destroy virgin <laughs> cola. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Coca-Cola awful company. Yeah. Well, Coca-Cola pay for my electricity. <laughs> Oh, you know I'll virgin out much better, yeah, that's true um, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: um, yes
1: yeah, so' Glenn, Glenn hasn't set, yeah, Glenn hasn't set a date for the wedding, um so Holly basically says, "Oh, Julia, go outside and uh just just have have a break, so Julia and Robbie meet for the first time out the back of the wedding venue. Julia's taking time to think about her life with Glenn. And Robbie is helping a drunk teenager throw up because he didn't want him to do it in front of his family. So, yeah, this yeah. teenager was fed by Dante, some alcohol, and... Yeah, just feeds him, like, a full glass of whiskey. Yeah, and then um, Robbie's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I didn't want this guy to puke in front of his family. And Julia's like, oh, well, I'm so grateful that he could do it in front of me. Thank you. <laughs> um... Once Robbie and Julia introduce themselves, they talk about their own relationships. Robbie is excited about his wedding and Julia is worried that Glenn isn't the right guy for her because she's been waiting for so long.
2: Julia
1: up a deal, Julia If she does get married, Robbie will be the singer at her wedding. So yeah, their first meeting is they just talk about their own relationships. Robbie's happy about his. Julia's not so happy about hers. But if she does end up getting married, Robbie's like, oh, tell you what. I'll come sing at your wedding, and we'll have a blast, kind of thing. Yeah, so Adam Sandler, like, this is obviously their meeting scene. Adam
0: Sandler's, like, real stoked to getting married soon. I think it's – is he getting married? It's either, like, the day or the week after.
1: The week after, yeah.
0: The week after, yeah. So he's all ready to go. Um, at this point, she doesn't have the date yet, right? No, she doesn't. So she, that's what she's, like, upset about. She's like, I'm get, I'm engaged, but – don't know when i supposed to be
1: ever getting married at this point. Correct. And then That's what she's upset about. And then yeah. Julia's like, oh, I'm I'm gonna be serving at your wedding next week. I'm super excited to be a part of it. Yes.
0: So then she's then yeah, so then we get he saying he's gonna
1: perform at her wedding. Yeah. Yeah. As well as being a wedding yeah. singer, Robbie is also a music teacher. One of his students oh, is Rosie, no. an old woman who needs practice <laughs> for her fiftieth wedding anniversary. She's the best part of this movie. Bobby yeah, Robert. 100%. He's
0: she's so funny. She's <laughs> <laughs> um, so good. Who, who who plays Rosie? I've got her Wikipedia. She's not... Um, like She doesn't in a lot of stuff. She's just in a lot of stuff when she's older. She's called... Where is she? Ellen, Ellen Alba, Albertini Doe.
1: Doe, yeah. Um, wedding singer, <laughs> wedding crashers. Annie's pointing yeah. with... <laughs> Um, Oh, fuck, she's in Road Trip. (laughs) Who's she in Road Trip?
0: (laughs) Mrs. Manilow. Oh, fuck knows. I've not seen Road Trip in
2: far too long. Oh, have you checked the Wikipedia? Because she she has a picture. Oh, she has a picture. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and her picture (laughs) is a screen grab from this movie.
0: Her picture literally is a screen grab yeah. of her in this movie.
1: Oh, she went to... From a great out.
0: scene at the end of the movie. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, yeah. She, 1985 was her first
0: role. She graduated college in 1935. Fuck <laughs> off. Oh, <God>. What? Jesus. <laughs> How old is this woman? She died at 101, and that was seven years ago. One. Ellen, that is good innings. That's um, great innings. You get triple yeah. digits. You're doing fucking get you century.
1: You can retire. She was in the Golden Girls as Mrs. Leonard, then again twenty episodes later as Lillian, and then again two seasons later as Sarah. So she played three different characters in the Golden Girls. Yeah. Oh, she Fuckin was in ha- Hannah Montana, Scrubs. Will and Grace, Shameless, Family Guy, New Girl. She's had a pretty plur- 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 Pro- prolific, prolific, prolific career. Come on, the on! Prolific.
0: Is spaghetti? The specific ocean. We'll do.
1: Yeah. Oh um, yeah, she- she's the best character in this movie. And then she's like, then Robbie's, he's like, oh, I, I need to go. i got to get ready for work or whatever. And she's like, oh, wait, your payment. And then she just comes out with <laughs> two giant meatballs. <laughs> and Just puts it straight into his hands. She's like, go on, eat it. <laughs> just forcing him to eat
0: these meatballs out of his hands. Just this giant meatball. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> she
0: oh. says some wild shit in this as well. what is oh. it she says, she's like, um, she's like, before the... I met your grandfather, yeah. I slept with like eight men. Back back in my day, that's the equivalent of like two hundred men now. <laughs> yeah, who is she? Is she is she Robbie's grandmother? Is she a neighbor? Is she? I think she's Robbie's grandmother. Right, that's what I took it as.
2: I honestly don't
0: know what the uh, the relationship is. The the relation, no, like the entire movie, what relationship dynamics
1: are? Don't really know what's going on there. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, moving on. On Robbie's wedding day, his sister Kate informs him as he waits at the altar that Linda has changed her mind about the wedding, leaving him humiliated and emotionally devastated. So, yeah. At the wedding, he's basically left at the altar, then he storms off, and he's like, hey, everything's going to be okay, and then he just yeah. smashes that mirror.
0: <laughs> he fucking launches it. I think my favourite of this, it's when um, it was, it's his sister comes over, and she's like, they found a note, and it basically is just like, <laughs> so she's leaving, and he's like, so it was a
2: bad note.
1: It's <laughs> just the way he delivers the line. Fucking me. Do you know what I really liked about this movie is the score. I, I love the fact that it was yeah. journeys don't stop believing as a string quartet for this wedding. I've, I thought that was beautiful. Um, later that day, Linda visits Robbie and reveals that she's fallen in love with him. Oh, she fell in love with him for his ambitions of being a rock star and hates the idea of um, being married to just a wedding singer. So after the wedding, they they go back to Robbie's sister's house, and then yeah, his nephew comes and up then... to her, and he's like, Robbie, I've drawn you a picture, and it's just <laughs> like devil horns on a picture of Linda. Yeah, and this kid comes back a couple of times. It's on then... the best
0: line in this entire movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, what one? where they're outside yeah
1: um and then yeah linda shows up and she's basically saying like oh i got cold feet um you're not the guy i fell in love to, love with you were cool you were a rock star i i love the leather trousers but now i'm just married gonna get married to a wedding singer who lives in his sister's basement yeah and, and then that kid comes out and what does he say matt he just runs out it's like hey linda
0: you're a bitch and run <laughs> straight back inside. And then Robbie's like, it's oh, yeah. like
1: three years old. He's like, oh, "Oh yeah, we think he's got Tourette's. So we're gonna get him tested. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Linda just comes and explains, um, why she uh basically bailed on uh, b- bailed on the wedding, um. Glenn, then next scene is uh, Glenn comes to visit Julia one day and says that he has bought two tickets to Las Vegas for both of them to elope and get married. At first, Julia is excited, but hints that she wants a bigger wedding at home with friends and family. Glenn can tell she isn't the most pleased with getting married in Vegas and agrees to get married at home. So yeah, she's just sick of it. Yeah, <laughs> this scene is basically a setup just to say that. They've got tickets to Vegas for the end of the movie. <laughs> but good news. Glenn has set a date and Julia and Glenn are getting married. Glenn's a fucking slime bag. Oh, he's such a cut in this. Yeah, he's so slimy. I I hate him. Oh, he's so gross. Um, R- Robbie sinks in depression, causing his friends and family to be concerned. His best friend Sammy convinces him to return to work, but gives... Okay, yeah. So, so I, I want to talk about this. So, okay. <laughs> so yeah, R- R- Robbie's depressed at home. He's locked himself in the basement and he's basically crying every day, just lying in bed. But Sammy, Sammy comes to visit him and he speaks to Robbie's brother-in-law. And Robbie's brother-in-law is like, oh, I'm so glad you came to talk to him. Um, I don't want to be known as the guy who's the brother-in-law to the town whack job. And then, as Alan Kova walks away off screen, this guy just goes, "Oh shit! I wet my pants." (laughs) 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 I didn't notice that (laughs) because he's like, he's using the horse to like spray his flowers, and I thought that was the best line in the movie. He's just off screen, (laughs) like, "Oh shit! I wet my pants."
0: I this character that character confused the fuck out of me. I <laughs> he's some like tanned fake soprano like just moron weirdo. It's so
1: strange, but he's so funny. He's so he's, weird. He he's a famous um he's very famous as well, I think. Let let me find out who he is. Yeah, so he's uh Frank. <laughs> He's he's Frank Severo. He's in The Simpsons. He's in Goodfellas. He's in The Godfather. Of course he's in The
0: Godfather. He looks like he's in The Godfather. He He, looks like he's been spit out of The Godfather. uh,
1: Yeah, so he's he's an extra in The Godfather. He's uh, Godfather Part 2. He's Genko Abandando. He's in New York, New York. The Billion Dollar Hobo. Um, He's Yeah, he he's in loads. He's in Little Nicky again, and then right. So (laughs) I'm I'm
0: sensing a theme of movies here, and I'm pretty sure I summed up this guy's look pretty well. Of he just looks like a fake soprano.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, and yeah, he he sued uh, the Simpsons. (laughs) What? Yeah. The um, oh, yeah. lawsuit alleged that in 1989, Severo was living next door to the writers from The Simpsons. The writers knew that he was working on his Goodfellas character. It alleged that the writers were aware that the entire character of Frankie Carbone was credited and developed by uh, Severo and the base character on his own personality. So Louis, one of Fat Tony's, yeah, is based on this guy, which you can see. But this, this guy... Um, Who's listening to another podcast and they mention his Instagram? And his Instagram, he just puts up videos all day, like speaking to his fans. And he's like, Hello, I'm uh, Frank Severo. I'm from The Godfather and the Wedding Singer. And then he just rambles on and, like, Yeah, this is me, Frank Severo from The Godfather.
0: Well, this guy's definitely found a niche for himself and he's fucking built it. I love it. I love
1: to, it. Love to see it. <laughs> uh, and. He- Unlike Christine Taylor, he has a photo on his uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> Absolute injustice. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, um, Sammy comes in and he's Robbie's listening to Boys Don't Cry. And he's like, oh, c- come on, you, you, you need to come to work. And Robbie's like, oh, no, I, found, uh, I don't, I don't want to come in. I've lost the love of my life. And... Sam's like, oh, there's going to be so many girls there. I, I don't want to find your relationship. I just want to get your dingles to play with. Um, so, so he go, goes to this wedding and he's just super depressed. And then after his first song, he, he's basically saying that love isn't real and nobody deserves to be in love. <laughs>
0: and then it's so funny after he, <laughs> he just finishes his song and then just starts berating the whole
1: wedding and just starts yeah.
0: fucking shitting on everything. <laughs>
1: Uh, and then the dad is like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not playing you for life lessons. I'm paying you to sing. And then he mentions this fat guy on uh, on one of the tables, a woman with sideburns on another table. And then... Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and what the... was it? And he
0: said, basically everybody on table nine.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he starts singing a song called Love Stinks. Love Stinks. And he gets all, all these uggos in the crowd I'll involved. I It was so funny. <laughs> Just these absolute... Dregs, <laughs> Yep. And then they're loving the song, but everybody else hates it. And then he eventually gets into a fight with. I'm guessing the bride, uh, father of the bride.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's the, yeah. the
1: father of the bride. Um, Robin says yeah. To give up all, oh, all the
0: uh, all the other people to start fighting the father of the bride while yeah. they're trying to fight it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is probably one of the best. uh scenes of the movie well it probably see there's every song that Adam Sandler sings in this is so good yeah I can I agree with that so I'm gonna have to put this in top four songs and there's only four songs but I don't know where I put it Um, Robbie decides to give up on wedding gigs and and backs out of his promise to sing for Julia at her wedding um. Then, as he's storming off, so yeah. Um, Julia finds Robbie in the dumpster, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm done with weddings. I can't take a nap anymore. in a giant dumpster." <laughs> yeah, and then Julia's like, "Oh, but you promised," and he's like, "Oh no, I I can't do it. Sorry." And then, as he storms off, Julia invites Robbie and Sammy to her engagement party.
0: Yeah. So. They're all just about to leave, and she yeah. says she's having the
1: party, and then they should go. Yeah. And he doesn't want to go. No, pretty obviously. much. A um, couple of days later, Robbie is babysitting for his sister. Uh, her kids question him about having a nervous breakdown, and he has a conversation with his brother in law about how to stay in love.
0: This is fucking weird. Like, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, but he's just, his brother's just so strange. Like, he's just fucking <laughs> hilarious.
1: Yeah. So, first of all, the kids are like, oh, Are you having a nervous breakdown? And he's like, No, I'm not having a nervous breakdown. Who said that? Like, everyone. And then the li- little kid who called Linda's a bitch, like, Cuckoo House, Cuckoo House. <laughs> and then. This game's ripped <laughs> on by these kids. is fucking great. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, Frank Severo has a conversation and he's like, Oh, yeah. Um, when me and your sister were young, we were making love all the time. And now it's just on uh, special occasions like my birthday. She um like likes to do this thing where she plays with my nipples, and then he's like, "I I I don't know why I'm telling you this." <laughs> what
0: was it? Yeah, he's like, he walks away. He's like, I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's such a nothing conversation, but, but it, yeah, it's it oh, they so good. <laughs> uh, um, then just so yeah, you know, he's just oh babysitting. I yeah. was just
0: going to say, like, the next
1: note I've got here is he's doing the babysitting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, at the engagement party, Glenn admits to his friends that he's only marrying Julia to keep her around. Glenn tells Julia he wants nothing to do with the planning and leaves it all to her. So, yeah, Glenn, scumbag. He just, just mar- being, married Julia so he can keep on fucking being a her. classic wanker, yeah. And then he's like... Well, yeah, like his his
0: excuse for marrying her in this movie... To keep it's that right. they've just been together for four
1: years, yeah, and that's it, yep, like last time. <laughs> um, then, yeah, he <laughs> tells Ju- Julia he wants nothing to do with planning the wedding, like, you, you-, you do it yourself, uh, you- you're good enough. and are uh, introduced to Glenn. First thing that is mentioned by Glenn's friend is Robbie's wedding and he instantly annoyed. Julia tells Robbie that Glenn wants nothing to do. Oh. So yeah. So this friend, he's like, Oh, you're Robbie Hart. I uh heard about your wedding. And then Glenn's like, Oh, let's go get a drink. And Robbie tells his friend, like, yeah, go get a drink. And another drink. And another drink. Then drive home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he goes to him, he's like,
0: Oh, um, I heard about your wedding. Your wife walked out on you. That must have sucked. And he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Yeah it wasn't great. My parents also died and orphaned me when I was 10 years old. Ask me how that was. <laughs> like, well, why would I ask you about that?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Th- then, yeah, th- this friend and Glenn, they go get a drink. And then Ju- Julia, Julia's like, confiding in robbie and she's like oh yeah glenn wants uh, nothing to do with the wedding blah 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 and then robbie's like oh don't go to marshall's for flowers go to taylor's for flowers or whatever he says um i i've lost where we are um yeah robbie gives julia some advice regarding the flowers and she thanks him and says it's a shame that he won't be able to they won't be able to hang out as much because robbie doesn't want to do weddings anymore
0: yeah Yeah, so he obviously he's been doing the wedding stuff for a while knows quite a lot he
1: he he, he knows he he loves
0: yeah he he loves marriage he loves weddings and stuff so he knows like where to go where to get the best discounts how to like basically make a really good wedding so he's just given us some good advice
1: and she really appreciates it but it's sad that he won't be able to play yeah um Next thing we you know, Robbie has transitioned from being a wedding singer to being a bar mitzvah singer. Um, at this bar mitzvah, we meet an overweight kid who is rejected by a girl who he wanted to dance with. Robbie has an idea and introduces Julia to the cl- crowd. He asks who wants to dance with her and tells Julia to pick the coolest guy in the room. Julia chooses the kid who is rejected and they have a slow dance together. So this kid is yeah. fucking Bruce from Matilda. <laughs> fucking Bruce Bogdra. Yeah. Cool lad.
0: Yeah, um, no,
1: it's a good scene. It's just a
0: classic yeah. Adam Sandler helping out a child in a in a movie. <laughs> yep. Um, as they're slow
1: dancing, he grabs Julia's ass.
0: Yeah, he... <laughs> and then got he's helping out another kid, and I've just got dancing with the kid. Kid cops a field.
1: Yep. And then <laughs> nice. Adam Sandler starts dancing with a girl, and then makes her grab his ass, which is a uh...
0: yeah.
1: I I watched that, and I was like nah,
0: I need to see this again. So I rewound it, and it's really obvious that, like, it's just his back, and he's just grabbing these arms, and you can't yeah. see who's in front of him on the camera. So I was like, there's, yeah. there's no way. <laughs> um, um, and then they do do... I mean, as we've seen in Billy Madison, there's just some very questionable
2: scenes.
1: Yeah. Um, they, no, yeah, that was a bit questionable. And then just everybody in the room eventually... Join in, and yeah. Everybody just, just becomes this cup in the field.
0: I've just got everybody's holding butts,
1: yeah. This is which everyone's just holding each other's butt, yeah. There's a shot, and everybody's <laughs> holding each other's butt. Um, after that event, uh, <laughs> Julia thanks Robbie for the help of the suggestions of the flower and flowers and asks him to help out with the pleading, wedding planning, and he agrees. So, yeah, yeah. She, she, she just did comes you.
0: Oh, oh, sorry, go on. I was no, I was going for the next scene.
1: Yeah. So, um, basically, what it says, Julia's like, "Oh, you did so well with uh, that tip last time. Please help me out with." I'm like, "Yeah, whatever. Uh, I- I'll help out." Okay. Yeah.
2: Now, what you? Gonna say? I was going to say, did you get the cameo? For this next scene. Where? The lady in the pink, the flower, and la- Is it. Not
0: the flower lady, the the photography lady. lady?
1: No, yeah. I didn't. Who's that?
0: Ooh, because you brought this up like two weeks ago. She's the grandma from uh, American Pie 3.
1: I didn't bring that up, did I? Oh, oh I, she... I, yeah, I, I you did. The American Pie. Oh, I, I didn't realise she was the grandma from American Pie.
0: The American, American Pie 3 where they're at the wedding, she's the grandma. Uh,
1: the one who gets pubed on.
0: The one that ends up getting rooted well. by um <laughs> I think does it end up stiffler that ends up rooting her?
1: Yeah, I think it is. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she they open ro- the door and there's just She gets rooted in the closet, doesn't she?
0: Yeah, because they're trying to find <laughs> Yeah, because some guys just ditch her in the closet. It's like yeah. we ditched her a boring old lady in the linen closet. <laughs> 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 um, no, I, I, I didn't yeah, know that at all. Yeah, Oh No, I, I'm <laughs> sorry I missed that cameo. Um... But no, she also, there was another thing in it. I had two bits from yeah, this like, on. one conversation. It, like, Adam Sandler's character is saying, like, oh, like, you, I know you can get us a better <laughs> prize because this person got a prize. She's like, Eric Lamonsoff, And I was like, that is literally Kevin James' character's name from Grown Ups. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's literally just taking his name. I had to rewind it. I was like, I'm fucking certain she's just said that.
1: But does the timeline line up, though? I don't
0: know, because it's 85. Yeah. So, like, could be his dad. But, like, it was
1: definitely the same name. And I was oh. so... Good little, good little Easter egg. Even if uh, it was, again, or wasn't. I add into the Sandler universe. The uh, S-C-U... Um, yeah, so he he first helps out with a photographer um, and then the photographer's like, uh, oh, you look so happy as a couple. I know you're going to last a long time. And then Sanders like, then Robbie's like, oh, we're brother and sister. And then they just basically beat beat the shit out of each other for being brother and sister.
0: (laughs) He like punches her and she just fucking bites him. (laughs)
1: Um... R- Robbie also helps out with finding another band for the wedding. Um, here we see Jimmy Moore auditioning for the gig and Robbie and Julia agree that he's a completely ridiculous. Jimmy, thanks Robbie for leaving the wedding singer industry as his biz- business has tripled since. So, Good old John Lovitz. Yeah. I, I've been with... I, I think I watched this on Wednesday night. So I was with Alice Thursday, Friday. Saturday, and for those three days, that's all I did was, oh yes, it's ladies' night, and the feeling. And her and her mother got so pissed off with me because it would just pop into my head, and I would just sing it. This John Lovett is completely
0: ridiculous in this movie. He's amazing at this. I fucking, I Hot. genuinely love this I, scene. It was incredible.
1: I, I've actually got something about this scene and I don't know if I should mention it now or if I should mention it later on
0: I think I know what. I think I may have read the same thing yeah. save it for trivia save okay. it for, save it for um, trivia
1: but yeah, J- J- John Lovitz <laughs> he, he's fantastic in this role and then yeah, J- Julia's like oh um, after John Lovitz thanks uh, Robbie for quitting Julia's like, ah oh, you, you've just uh, inspired me to hire a DJ um then then after this uh, Julia and Robbie have a conversation about Robbie's aspirations about being a rock star and Robbie says he just wanted to be a songwriter Julia asked Robbie to f- perform his latest song a song he wrote for Linda pre and post breakup here we go
0: ladies and gentlemen yeah. the main performance <laughs> in the movie nah he, so yeah he's he says he yeah. didn't really want to be like the the lead man or anything he just no. wanted to be like a rock star but he wanted to be like the songwriter
1: yeah, and that's yeah. what his true aspirations were. Was he's like, uh, I wrote. Be warned! I wrote this song when I was listening to a lot of the killer. Yeah, and then it's like,
0: well, I wrote, I wrote half of it whilst <laughs> I was with, Banks yeah, and half of it after I broke up.
1: So, so the first half of the song is like a really nice uh, love song, and he's saying like how important Linda was to him and how how he used to make her feel, and then. It just turns and it goes, It was all bullshit. It was a goddamn joke. <laughs> and then it just turns to a song about hating Linda. I reckon
0: you know every word to that song, don't you? No. No. Bollocks. I, yeah, you do. I,
1: I, I don't think I do. <laughs> when I think of you, Linda, I hope you fucking choke. <laughs> But yeah, listen. I really like that song. It was oh, fucking it, hilarious. It is such a good song, um, and then at the end of, he, he is just go- going for it. It's like somebody kill me, please. I'm on my knees, pretty pretty, please. So as San, as Robbie's losing his mind here, we cut back to John Lovett. <laughs> and he's just off stage watching, and he just goes, he's losing his mind. <laughs> and I'm reaping all the benefits. <laughs> that was
0: one of my favourite little bits of the baby. And he just has the little slow curtain drag back yeah. across
1: his face as well. Oh. <laughs> oh, he, he, I think John Lovitz is probably... Oh, he's so good in these tiny, tiny little roles that he does. I swear, he just, he's
0: always a cameo yeah Probably he nails it
1: every and he just time completely steals the entire performance he's um <laughs> yeah so and, and this song is fantastic it's, it's on spotify I, i've listened to it a couple of times um after this uh Julie and Robbie are at Nightscreen cream Parlour and they talk about uh, Linda and whether Robbie knew if she wasn't the right one. Robbie mentions there was some signals during their relationships and they both agree that it's the little things that count. Robbie questions Julia about Glenn being in the being the right one, and she says he will be a good looking older guy. Which yeah, he so is. we get
0: it. Yeah, fair enough. He's not he's a good looking bloke. Good um, old Glenn. Glenn Gullier.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that'll come uh, up yeah um, but yeah they're just talking and like what Robbie says so there was a time that we went over the Grand Canyon yeah and Julia not Julia what's her name oh,
2: Linda fuck is it?
0: Linda yeah yeah his ex L- Lin-
1: Linda had been there before and she wouldn't let him sit by the window and then he's like, oh, "I should have probably noticed all the little red flags, kind of thing, throughout the relationship." Because yeah, all, all the little things do add up to one big thing, and both bad and good, kind of thing. Yeah,
0: the straw that broke the camel's back.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is the fact that she didn't turn up to his <laughs> 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 after the wedding. Um, but yeah, Ro- Robbie's like, "Oh, what about Glenn? Can you see him? You being with him?" And she, Julia's like, "Oh, yeah." Um, I think it's somebody that you need to be able to see yourself with when they're older, and he's going to be a hot older guy. But that's the only reason she's with him.
0: Yeah, so it's just kind of she just basically is getting married for the sake of getting
1: married. We have so much left on this. Um, I know. (laughs) Let's move on. Uh, Robbie, Sammy, (laughs) Robbie, Sammy, Holly, and Julia's Julia's mother are now all helping with the wedding planning, looking at cakes, decorations, and dresses. Sammy is hired as the limo driver and as he's dropping Robbie home, they realise Julia's jacket is still in the limo. Robbie remembers exactly where Julia took it off and Sammy realises that Robbie is in love with Julia.
0: Yeah, so we firstly we get a great scene, we get into the montage here, classic, yep. and we get a great like it was a weird cake scene.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know really, just that was me. <laughs> <It's> funny. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened in the cake scene? It was it was like the the was it like some fat person eating like uh, cake and someone was like slapping it out of their hand <laughs> or something,
1: and I was telling them off. I was like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Oh, I I, I, I didn't notice that. Um, <gasps> but but yeah, big red montage and then back at Robbie's house. Robbie goes, "Oh, look, it's uh, Julia's Julia's jacket. She took it off on Fourth uh, and Apricot yeah. or whatever." He like names the exact street where it, where yeah, it was because. She said, oh, it's not jacket weather anymore. And then Sam was like, oh, you're in love with her. What's going on? Um, as Robbie so, returns... Yeah, it- oh, so- sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, I was going to say, then they, they go over to the house. Yeah, as Robbie returns Julia's jacket, her and Holly are discussing what kind of kiss Julia and Glenn should do at their wedding. Holly suggests that Julia practices uh, on Robbie to help them decide on what they should use. So, yeah. So, yeah. I've got. I've just got one note here, and it just. I think it.
0: It really got to me at this point in the movie, and it just says Adam Sandler looks really weird with a mullet,
1: <laughs> and he just <laughs> looks so fucking strange
0: yeah, in this film
1: because just, he's oh. he, he's in like an oversized jacket as well, and he just looks
0: because yeah, it's eighties fashion, and he's got yeah. a mullet, and he's just like,
1: what the fuck? Like, he just looks because it's Adam Sandler as well, and he just yeah. looks so weird with long hair. I, I think it's this scene as well. I know because he wasn't in his wedding singer like suit. Yeah, he's in like he's in like a like an oversized
0: like yeah shirt. Throughout the I remember movie, thinking he's like pretty he well. Looks, yeah, odd. Um, but yeah, but yeah, uh, and, and they're in an incredibly purple house. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, it it's everything's horrendous. purple. Awful. That's <laughs> the that's the 80s, and um, yeah. Oh. So, the, so they're talking about the kiss, and Julia's like, oh, I don't want to full-on make out with Glenn, blah, blah, blah. And then Holly's like, oh, use use a little tongue. And Julia's like, oh, yeah, there'll be a little tongue.
0: tongue.
1: Yeah, church tongue. And then Holly's like, oh, why why didn't you practice on Robbie for educational purposes? And then Robbie and Julia agree. And then as they kiss, we get the strings come in to uh, grow an old with you, and then you realize that these two people are in love, and there is no fake in the kind of chemistry that they have. <laughs> you...
0: String they... quartet from the heavens, the fireworks go off, the cherubs
1: emerge. There's no way in hell you can fake this scene. No way. There's a good case, i give them that. Yeah. After this kiss, Robbie is completely flustered. And then Glenn shows up with a CD player for Julia. That and, is, uh... <laughs> it's funny
0: how he handles. How He's how he just like, I kissed her, But it didn't mean anything. I was just dropping off a jacket. <laughs> and
1: then he walks out. And then Glenn goes, who did he kiss? And then Holly just goes, oh, he kissed me. And Glenn's like, I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> but. This kiss also leads Holly to fall for Robbie yeah. as well because she, she thought she's there uh, throwing a spanner in the works. Yeah, um, Holly thinks that Robbie's extremely cute and asks Julia to set up uh, both of them. Both of them up. Holly suggests that they all go on a double date. Uh, Julia shows up at Rosie's house and asks Robbie if he will go out with Holly, and he reluctantly agrees. So back at Rosie's house. <laughs> <laughs> she's talking to Robbie about, I'm guessing they talk about Julia. And then she's like, Oh, um, wh- wh- why are you nervous? Is it because you haven't showed her your penis before? Cause you were so used to showing, um, Linda, your penis. Like you got used to it, but now there's a new person to show your penis to. You might be shy. And then she's like, there's nothing you need to be shy about. I remember when you were a kid <laughs> and it had a nice size to it.
0: <laughs> she just talks about the size of his cock for like five minutes. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck me. She's so funny at this. She's so good this yeah. little grandma. And she's just working out through the entire thing as well. Yeah, <laughs> she's doing pull-ups and yeah, a little tricep extensions and stuff.
1: <laughs> um so yeah, um, julia is like oh holly likes you want to go on a double date and like blah blah yeah whatever then during the double date with julia glenn and holly robbie learns from glenn that he cheats on julia frequently and plans to continue after they are married
0: yeah so you're like he basically finds out that he's cheating because he just keeps checking out one of the waitresses
1: yeah and
0: and then he just and then he basically like realizes and asks him he's like oh what about it and he's like Discovers that he cheats on her now and then says he will continue
1: to once they're because married. Because he works in the city and it's an yeah, easy so thing to do.
0: Yeah. And I don't know what I've got on here, but I've realized like in this scene is as well where Adam Sandler he's like, Wait, your last name's Gulia? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, How does that gonna work? Julia Gulia. That's funny. <laughs> and he's like,
1: Why is that funny? <laughs> Julia Gulia? <laughs> Um yeah. So the, the yeah, we find out that uh <laughs> Glenn's name is Glenn Guglia And Julia's gonna be
0: a Julia Guglia Um that's that's an all time. They've percent only made that joke. Yeah. For that. Oh. Only made the name for that one
1: joke. <laughs> 100 percent Should, should we, yeah, let's fi- fire through this for a bit. Um Julia and Robbie are increasingly confused by their deep deepening feelings for each other after Holly kisses Robbie and realizes he loves Julia. She tells him that Julia is marrying Glenn for his money. So after this night out, Holly, um, Robbie takes Holly home and she's like, "Ah, I don't say this often, but if you come upstairs, you're going to get laid. (laughs) And then he's like, Oh, no, I I, I gotta go. Where's uh, Julia tonight? And then she's like, Oh, she's, she's staying at Glenn's and he's like, Oh, does she stay at Glenn's often? And then they kiss, and it's like, "Oh my god, you're in love with Julia." Yeah.
2: She figures like, it out.
1: Yeah, I think I think she was expecting a beautiful kiss from earlier, but yeah, she th- doesn't quite get the
0: fireworks. Her. Doesn't doesn't quite get the air, uh, the unmatched chemistry.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then Holly tells Robbie that Julia's marrying Glenn for the security and for the money and for the good future. Yeah. Um. That yeah, just to have. have
0: a, a stable. Uh, Like, family in the future,
1: yeah. Um, The next morning, Holly tells a hungover Julia that she kissed Robbie and tells her that Robbie doesn't like Glenn due to jealousy. Holly then tells Julia that... uh, She said... Holly then tells Julia that she said that Julia was with Glenn because of the security and money, but Julia disagrees.
2: Yeah, so she she asks... um... I can't remember what she says. She says something and she agrees and then she says, or he says, why did you
0: do something? Fuck. I can't remember what the scene was. It was was good. And then Holly says something to her like, so why are you marrying him? And then she just doesn't have an answer.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, Julia goes to visit Robbie at Rosie's house and we find out Robbie is trying to get a proper job at a bank to earn money to impress Julia.
0: Yeah, so we get a little interview, then we get our, another Kevin Nealon cameo. Kevin Nealon's back again. Yeah.
1: Good old Kevin Nealon. We and love then, Kevin Nealon. And he's like, um, what, what skills do you have uh, for this job? And Robbie's like, I really like money. I have, a jar, <laughs> I have a jar on top of my fridge that I'd like to put more money in. And uh, that's where you come in. I'm like, Listen, you don't have to give me a job. Just give me a business card. I, ne- I need to impress this girl. Like no, get out! It's like, come on, I'll, I'll give you ten singing lessons for one business card, <laughs> and then he gets he gets kicked out of the bank. He
0: just gets kicked out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, um
0: Fuck, it's so funny.
1: Ju- Julia's dismayed at Robbie's materialism, <clears throat> and when he accuses her of the same, she becomes angry with him. So Robbie comes back and. Julia's basically like, why are you doing this? You don't need money. You don't need uh, all this stuff to make you happy. And then Rob's like, oh, you're doing exactly the same by marrying Glenn. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. And then she throws up song sheets that she's purchased with uh, Robbie's name on because she brought him a present to say thank you for all the help. But they've just had a big argument, and Robbie realizes that he's a bit of a dickhead for accusing Julia. Yeah. Yeah. He fucked it and accusing Julia for just being with Glenn for the money. Um, depressed, he decides to follow Sammy's example of only having shallow, shallow relationships with women, in response, which Sammy confines that he is unhappy and encourages Robbie to tell Julia how he feels. So they're at, they're at the bar. And Robbie's like, oh, I want to be like you. You want to be like Fonzie, and I want to I be like that. Fonzie's coming up in a couple of weeks' time. And, um... Yes, he is, and then there's this old guy at the bar, and he's like, "You know what you need? You need a prostitute, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Sammy's unhappy with his life because what well, he says it's it's all fun and games, doing all this, but at the end of the day, I just want somebody to hold me when I go to sleep
2: yeah,
0: what he saying something um like." Nobody wants to watch a 50-year-old hit on all the chicks at the bar. Yeah. Yeah, we, and he just we, wants, the only thing I really want is for someone to hold me and tell me it's all going to be all right. <laughs>
1: uh, and then Sammy's like, oh, you, you need to go tell this girl how you feel or you're you going to re- regret it. So as this is happening, uh, Julia confines in her mother that she has fallen out of love with Glenn and has developed feelings for Robbie and bursts into tears thinking about becoming Mrs. Julia Gulia. Uh, uh, Robbie arri- Robbie arrives to declare his feelings and see her through the win- uh, bedroom window in her wedding dress, where she is hap- happily looking in the mirror, pretending that she's just married Robbie. But Robbie assumes she is thinking of Glenn.
0: Yeah, so he's decided to go and like obviously visit her just because she's yeah. getting married very soon. In this, is it like a week before? It's like a week before now. Yeah. Yeah. Or is. Is it a week before or is it a few days? It, it's a, yeah, it, it's within the week, I, I reckon. Within the week, okay. Yeah. Because then, yeah, he goes to visit. She's obviously does not want to marry him, but... Oh, does not want to be Julia Guglia.
1: Yeah, she, she doesn't want to marry Glenn. She starts crying. But then she's in, in the mirror. And then she starts saying, oh, Mrs. Julia Hart. And she starts smiling and she's really enjoying wearing the dress. And then Robbie sees her from the outside. But as just yeah. he's happy, thinking about Glenn, not thinking about him. So it's cl- classic uh, mis- uh, miscommunication, mm. I guess. Assumption. Yeah. It. Heartbroken, Robbie leaves to get drunk and finds Glenn in the midst of his pre-wedding bachelor party, arm in arm with another woman. After a heated exchange, Glenn punches Robbie and mocks him. Robbie stumbles home to find Linda waiting for him, wanting to... Uh, reconcile, uh, and, and he passes out. The following morning, she answers the door and introduces herself as his fiancée to a crestfallen Julia. She runs to Glenn, who is sleeping off. Okay, let's talk about this. Yeah, we'll cut that there for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so yeah, they get back. He comes back to the bar uh, with yeah. like a bottle. Of, he's got a bottle or something, and then the bartender says he can't drink it in here, so his mates leave to just go and drink for a little bit in the park. Yeah. Uh, as they leave, they bump into fucking Glenn. Glenn. And he's like, he's a shitty little stag do and some white like, birds they're with. And he just basically calls him out for being a piece of shit. Yeah. And then and the then, old guy punches Glenn. Old, old guy with the best moment of this scene just goes to clock Glenn and just, just, <laughs> just lands a punch that wouldn't knock a fly off, of course. It was yep. so good. <laughs>
1: And then well, he just
0: turns around and says, I'm sorry, I used to be a lot stronger.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh. <laughs>
0: and then he uh, just gets clocked.
1: Yeah. After he gets clocked, yeah, he goes home and as he arrives home, uh, Linda's Then she's like, oh, I want to get back with you, blah, blah, blah. And then are like, oh no, go away. But he passes out, so she has to get him into bed. And then she jumps in with him, pretty much. Yeah, and because so she, he, he's, he's, like, completely pissed drunk. Yeah.
0: And she just basically, he passes out. She just drags him in.
1: Yeah, and jumps and in bed, she's, bed with him. She, she,
0: she's decided she's back in now.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, next morning, Julia shows up. And then Linda answers the door wearing Robbie's T-shirt. And it's imp- that's implied that they slept together. because Yeah. And then Julia. What? And then um yeah, she's like, Oh, I'm I'm his fiance," And then I'll tell her that uh Justine called or whatever and was like, oh, it's Julia. And then this really annoys Julia, so she goes back to Glenn and she's like, Let's go to Vegas now. But yeah. But as this is uh what happens? Does no. Linda doesn't tell yeah. Bobby. No, so Robbie wakes
0: yeah. up and he's like, what the fuck are you doing in my bed? Yeah,
1: <laughs> And just kicks her out. Get my... Uh, what is it? What band t shirt he wearing? Uh, Van Halen. Yeah, get off <laughs> my Van Halen t-shirt. <laughs> You're going you to take some of and up. <laughs> and then they break up the same year. <laughs> um, yeah, so then she runs to Glenn who is sleeping off the events for the previous night and tells him she wants to be married immediately. He half-heartedly offers to take her to Las Vegas.
0: So yeah, she just says she like goes home, wakes like, him up, and he just
1: let's do it. Let's just yeah. go.
0: <laughs> She's just um, decided I don't want
1: the big wedding. Let's just go to Vegas. Fuck this. And then I, I've got to know here. Uh, Robbie awakens and after shaking off his hangover from previous night, rejects Linda's. Uh, Reconciliation, and having realized how shallow she is during the first time during his first time with, with her yeah, that's he, it, and he, she, kicks her out.
0: yeah, so he she says to him like i I can deal with it, I can learn yeah. to live with you, only being a wedding singer, and he's basically just like, Learn to live, and I ah, go fuck yourself,
1: yeah, and then he gets kicked out then at the fiftieth wedding anniversary party of the neighbor Rosie, to whom he has been given sing lesson, he realizes oh, he wants okay, to- right.
0: Not his grandma then.
1: Yeah. He realises he wants to grow old with Julia because Rosie's singing this song to her husband. Yeah. she's uh, been
0: practising with him.
1: Yeah. So he's watching. He's like, fuck, I want that kind of thing. Um, with Rosie's encouragement, he decides to pursue her. Just then, Holly arrives and informs him of Julia's encounter with Linda. So, Robbie rushes to the airport and gets a first-class ticket to Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, so, Holly comes and is like, why the fuck are you engaged to Linda? What's going on? And he's like, yeah. no. <laughs> um. So, yeah, she's obviously been told.
1: And then, Holly's like, oh, they've gone to Vegas. And I'm like, what? They're, n- yeah. they're not supposed to do that. They're getting married tomorrow. And then he's like, oh, we've got to go to the airport.
0: So then... Yeah, so, they just hone they just straight to the airport and then we get a great yeah. scene. <laughs> With, well, uh, great uh, great rap yeah <laughs> <laughs> good old rapping granny uh, yeah this is yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hilarious I wasn't expecting this I don't know why this came
1: on she starts to do the rap great um, and then <laughs> at, at the airport he buys a first class ticket and they're like oh yeah we've only got one seat left on the plane it's in first class it's going to cost you three grand and Robbie's like I haven't got three grand and then he's like, Sammy, can I put it on your card? I'm like, oh, R- Robbie, you going to pay me back for this? And like, oh, probably not.
0: <laughs> but I'll tell everyone what you said at the bar.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. So, yeah, he's in first class. And then after telling the stories to his empathetic fellow passengers, which include Billy Idol, he learns that Glenn and Julia are on the same flight. With the help of Billy and the flight crew, over the loudspeaker, he sings a song which he has written called Growing Old With You, dedicated to Julia.
0: Yeah, so I was watching this, and I was like, they just—they obviously keep cutting back and forth to the, set, the plane scenes, and I was just thinking, yeah. like, how would they not be on the same flight? Like, they've literally just gone at the same time. <laughs> like, they've gone to the air, yeah. like but they've basically left within two hours of each other. There's no way they're not on the same plane. So I was just sat over this whole scene thinking this
1: what well, they were obviously <laughs> on the same
0: yeah I was like "This, like, how the fuck are they not like are they on the same plane like what is the climax here there's 8 minutes left of this movie they're definitely so on the what, same plane they, what they are go,
1: they trying to present here they're probably going oh, from Newark
2: Is in New Jersey oh, Newark oh, LaGuardia. To
1: be... or LaGuardia oh, I guess he wouldn't go from JFK check Newark, New Jersey, too. Let's see how often flights go.
2: I doubt there's more than one every three hours, is what I'm saying.
1: So, today, we have one at uh, 10 to 6, at half 7, at 10 past 6. Jesus! Yeah, so... 1342, 1420 1659 1159 815 yeah
0: so there's quite a few i still reckon i'm right uh, probably
1: probably in 1986 there was a lot less <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, he, he comes over over the uh, speaker and he just sings the most beautiful song in the world With which is probably my favorite Adam Sandler song. Nice. It's yeah. Do you want to give us a rendition? No, it's, it's too beautiful for me to ruin. (laughs) Um, Then as Robbie enters the main cabin, Glenn tries to assault him only to be thwarted and shoved into a lavatory by flight attendants with the assistance from Billy Idol and a large fan. This fan (laughs) was a, I think he was a professional wrestler.
0: I've looked at this. I've got his name, but I didn't look at him up because he doesn't have a Wikipedia. He's called Albert.
1: Oh, I, I, I don't oh. know who he is, but I read he was a professional wrestler somewhere. But yeah, R- Robbie's singing this song. Glenn's like, oh, what the fuck's this guy doing here? And then the flight attendant basically just pushes him back to the back of the plane. He's like, oh, I got to serve my drinks. I and then there's a big kerfuffle and he tries to climb over to the other aisle and then bill idol does exactly the same and then they push him into the toilet and just lock him there (laughs) what what is it with uh antagonists in sanders movies getting locked in bathrooms oh getting locked in bathrooms (laughs) for the whole movie um robbie and judy admit their love for each other and share a kiss billy impressed by robbie's song offers to uh, tell his record company and executives about him Later, Robbie and Julia are married, and Robbie's bandmates perform at their wedding with Steve Buscemi back on lead vocals. Yeah, Steve Buscemi back as the wedding singer once again.
0: <laughs> yeah. To close us out. No, I like this. I mean, it's a good, obviously, like, closing song yeah. is really good. That's the movie. You good scene. the airports, I mean, sorry, the aeroplane scene's a good scene.
1: Yeah that that's probably There's... the best scene in the movie i i don't know i felt like the middle of the movie like wikipedia there wasn't much there
0: yeah it does kind of it just kind of sag in the middle yeah and like i remember i remember watching this and like well, when i was watching this the other day and i was watching it and i got like i was like halfway through and i was like fuck i must yeah. have been going a while and i thought i was way further in than i was but then saying that the last half an hour kind of breezed by.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think I, I remember checking the time and it was like 46 minutes in. I'm like, oh shit, there's another 40 minutes of this. <laughs> I
0: think that's exactly where I was as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it's not as good as what I remember, but I think the things that I liked when I was a kid was the songs. Yeah. And I think the songs definitely still hold up to that standard. Yeah, no, I think no. the mu- music in this is the best part of the movie. Yeah, I'd yeah, like I'd, I'd say so. I I don't know why. but I was expecting this movie to be funnier than what it was. Like th- there was some funny moments, like yeah, with John Lovett and Steve Buscemi, and but. I expected it to be a lot more just consistent, a continuous,
0: like yeah, yeah. No, I, I fair enough. But, I but, can I can see what you mean there. But but apart from that, this movie had a lot of heart. Oh yeah, it's good. This movie's got a lot of character to
1: it. Like
2: it's, yeah, I had a great time watching this again.
1: I, I I really enjoyed my time, but I just think it was completely different to what I'd remember watching it. 10 years ago, kind of thing.
0: See, because I don't think I'd ever seen this all the way through, like, properly. Oh, have you not? I think I'd seen, I've seen most of this movie probably four or five times.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just not I,
0: all of it, like, at once, yeah.
1: Well, so when, it was good, I,
0: and I really enjoyed well, just sitting down and going through it, but I'd, I'd, well, I'd say I'd recommend this to someone.
1: Oh, 100, yeah, I'd I definitely recommend it. I wouldn't say this was in my top five when I was a kid, though. So that's maybe why.
0: Yeah, same. M-
1: maybe that's why I was but yeah, you st- something completely don't different.
0: Have, don't have the same nostalgia for it. I thought it might have been a bit better than what you remember. Or like a bit different. A bit
1: different, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon it was better than I thought it was going to be. But just different, you know?
0: Yeah. It was different than I remembered it being. Like It's,
1: it, 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 it's possible. Probably the most grown-up of Sanders yeah. movies so far, and is until Rain Over Me. Oh, definitely, yeah. 100%. It, it, it's the one that's geared towards um, adults a bit more. So, Matt, our oh, rating system, sure. what we need to do is we need to give this movie a certain number of sandbags out of 10... And then we need to say what kind of flood those sandbags could stop. So, where are we going? The highest so far is 9.4 for Happy Gilmore.
0: I'm going to give this
2: a 7.7. That's the
1: exact number I was thinking.
2: <laughs> yeah, so knew
1: we'd get one. No, nah. so, sorry. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I also give it a seven point seven. But Matt, what kind of flood could your seven point seven sandbags <sighs> stop?
2: Oh fuck me! I have no idea. You come to me every
1: week, and <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'll never think of one. Ne- and <laughs> then. Um, My 7.7 sandbags could stop the flood of alcohol that Peter Dante gives to underage kids. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Which, by the looks of it, was quite a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not wrong. That kid was fucking wasted. Yeah. Um,
2: What could my 7.7 sandbags stop?
1: Why why don't you carry on from mine? And if my sandbags don't work, why don't your sandbags stop the flood of puke that comes out from the underage kid's mouth? <laughs> yeah, all right, fuck it, I'll do you There we go. Fuck it hell! That Peter Dante is a sneaky bastard. He's so... a menace. He's got. He's got. He's got
0: almost. Sixteen
1: sandbags to all to himself right there. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings my average score to a four point four four, and your average score is a four point seven. So we're we're equaling out across the board. We're, we're close enough. We are very close. Right before we finish up, do you have any pieces of trivia or goofs that you wanna run through? I do
0: actually. Yeah, there was some good trivia for this movie that we found. Um, Most of it's about the production of the movie, and yep. you were saying you had some good trivia as well, so I'll leave you for that.
2: Um, the one thing I thought about this uh, is when I read it, I'll just try and find where the quote is. Um, but basically, it there was a quote saying that this was the
0: movie when they didn't mind having people that weren't Adam Sandler on the screen as more as much.
2: Right, so, okay. like, with
0: so for the previous movies that had been in, like, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, and such, um, they would test audience, they'd done really poorly when he wasn't, like, basically in the scene. Oh, and this, this was the first movie that, um, that wasn't like that. So, like, when he wasn't, and I think they're basically saying because Drew Barrymore was just really good in this, that, um, it helped that Adam Sandler didn't have to be in, like, the whole film, like, basically every single scene.
1: Uh, yeah, that that makes sense, because, and I think that's got a lot to do with Adam Sandler not playing Adam Sandler, because in the other movies, yeah. when, when Sandler wasn't on the screen, they were just scenes that were written for exposition, like, with Carl and whatever from Billy Madison. It was They were just scenes that were added in to move the story along, where Sandler couldn't get involved, but I feel yeah. like the scenes in this movie without Sandler were actual scenes with actual characters, right. and
2: yeah,
0: rather than just like connective bits of tissue. Yeah, I guess yeah. like uh, I get because the only thing I can think of in Billy Madison that doesn't have Adam Sandler in is either like um,
1: the boardroom the scenes.
0: scene, yeah, the boardroom scenes, um, where Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's literally just the boardroom <laughs> scenes. Yeah. And when he's talking to the principal in the kitchen at the party.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those two.
2: And I just and then, yeah. and then Happy
1: Gilmore, I think he's in it throughout, apart from when we cut back to Ben Stiller in the nursing home. But those scenes were yeah. great. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, this... I don't know... Oh, there's
0: a a few other things. Sorry, there's a couple. Yeah, go on. one you were saying before. Supposedly, Drew Barrymore called Adam Sandler her cinematic soulmate before they'd ever acted on screen together.
1: Yeah, they are. They're they're not just cinematics. They are life partners. Well, they should be. (laughs) No, they they are soulmates, 100%.
0: They do do really, really well together. It's so good. And I've just got one more thing on here as well. is that they brought in Carrie Fisher to help with the script for the female side of it? Yeah, is that what you were going to say?
1: Yeah, I was going to ask. I uh, don't know if you remember me mentioning a couple of weeks back, Carrie Fisher's Fisher. half sister yeah. was in a movie. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's what I was going to say. Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, came like she's done so many uncredited touch-ups on scripts in Hollywood. Like that was her job for so many years.
0: That makes sense though, because I guess she was just. She was, what, like 19 when Star Wars came yeah. out?
1: Like, she, she's <laughs> worked she on was... um, so yeah. many scripts. And then Judd, Ap- Judd Apatow also helped out with this script as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I got a couple of other pieces here. Um, a musical adaption of this movie opened in 2006, and it was nominated for the 2006 Tony Awards for Best Musical, Best Actor, Best Book, and Best Score. I've listened to Growing Old With You from the musical. And because it's a musical, it's very heightened. And they get Drew Barrymore's character, Julia, to sing a verse as well. So oh, yeah. yeah. So instead of being like a minute 30 where the song is just Adam Sandler singing, it goes on for like three minutes. And it's just not as good as what it is in this movie. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. Becky White, she was uh, considered for the role of Rosie. I can see that. Yeah.
0: I can see Betty White doing a great job at this.
1: The role of Glenn Gullier was originally written with Jim Carrey in mind. Hmm. I don't know about that. So we could have had a Carrey Sandler movie here. But the role that would have been
0: a much different yeah, take
1: on the different. role, but I just like, oh, I don't know. That would have been weird. And then the role was offered to Christopher McDonald from Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah. Yep. The role was offered to Charlie Sheen and John Cryer, both Charlie and Alan Harper. Yeah. His and... mother is in this. <laughs> yeah. And. Yeah. and Matthew Broderick was also considered for the role.
0: Matthew Broderick and John Cryer might be the same person.
1: Yeah. John Cryer (laughs) is Lex Luthor.
0: John Cryer is Lex Luthor. That's wild.
1: (laughs) He's gone from Alan Harper to Lex Luthor, which is crazy. Um, Everyone's
0: got a villain origin story.
1: (laughs) the, The only one there I could see doing this role... Is potentially Charlie Sheen?
2: I could, nah. I could
0: think I could probably see Christopher McDonald doing it. He'd do it differently, but you could see him being just a slimy asshole in this as well.
1: Yeah, but would he just be Shooter? It would he
0: just be Shooter McGavin? Yeah, that's fair. Um,
1: and then yeah, <laughs> they... that, that's that's all the trivia I've got. And then. A couple of goofs as well. Uh, there's a Lego set on the floor that wasn't made until 1997, even though this movie was set in the 1980s.
0: There's oh, there's a Lego set in yeah. the movie, right? Um, oh, okay.
1: When flying to Las Vegas, Julia remarks that she would like to see the lights of Las Vegas from the plane. However, the plane was <laughs> the plane was in the morning, so you wouldn't be able to see the lights anyway. <laughs> gonna, you could see,
0: yeah, they're flying at like midday.
1: Yep. So even considering the time difference, by the time that you get to Las Vegas, flying
0: now, uh,
1: flying west, yeah, you'll be flying in morning still, and then yeah, Rolling Stones uh, magazine that uh, Julia is reading is dated January thirty first and is in perfect condition, as the scene is set in August. It should have some wear, as she does not have it when she boards the plane. Ah, uh, the Boy
2: George edition yeah Um
1: yeah that's that's everything I have on this movie cinema
0: sins going through and
1: nitpicking there oh, I hate IMDb goofs so shit some of them are so pretentious <laughs> I, I love the ones where they're like 7 out of 136 people found this interesting <sighs> but yeah that's me done with uh, The Wedding Singer is there anything else you want to add? Nah, that's, I think, let me just check my notes, make sure I'm not got anything
0: else, but yeah, I think that's everything I had, and Microsoft Word has crashed. Yeah, well, never <laughs> mind.
1: <laughs> Classic. That's all we've got on the way <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do you want to let the people know what we're doing next week? Do... What are we? Oh, we have got The Waterboy next week.
0: Or, we have a, mo- we have a movie we... in between Yeah, that we could or couldn't do.
1: Yeah, so Adam Sandler's in this movie on screen. So I think he's got a similar sized role to what he has in Airheads. Not Airheads, uh, Coneheads. Coneheads. Classic. Um, <laughs> but this movie stars Norm MacDonald, yeah. Chevy, Chevy Chase, yeah. Don Rickles, Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. It's based on a Roald Dahl book. <laughs> And it's directed by Bob Saget.
0: Mate, we love it. I think. I mean, just because because Norm Macdonald is the lead, I'm more than happy to watch that. Yeah,
1: I think we but should uh, throw that. I in, was looking in, at the, in between.
0: I was looking at his filmography, and on M. Sandler, it
1: literally says, "I think it's like uncredited cameo." Yeah, I, th- I think he, uh, he he's uncredited as the devil. So he's. Oh really. Pl- He's playing his dad from Little Nicky. Nice. So, yeah. Sh- should we do that next week? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, next week. Oh, mo- uh, we probably will. Yeah. Uh, I it. think it's called Dirty Work. I think that rings a bell. Next week's movie is Dirty Work, directed next by. Next week's movie
0: stars Norm MacDonald and has Adam Sandler
1: in it. Yeah I think and directed by Danny Tanner himself. Have you seen uh Full House? the TV
2: show? Yeah. I have not. Oh, it's it's pretty good. It's what really you... good actually. I think oh, you should yeah. watch it. A... I should watch Full House. Yeah. The one from the 80s. Yeah. With Why? It, it's just a good show.
1: It's actually a really good Uh, show. (laughs) I've I've watched the entire thing. Is it like watching the
0: the Brady Bunch?
1: Yeah, possibly. Like
0: just less wholesome.
1: No, it's very wholesome. That's the thing. Oh God! I I reckon if 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 you got high and watched it, I think you'd enjoy. It's very
0: very eighties. Just incredibly eighties. Yeah. Well, oh, don't they have Fuller House on Netflix? Yeah, so that's the sequel series. <laughs> <laughs> Why thirty years later. Yeah. It's it's the bulletproof
1: too. Oh jeez. I'm <laughs> um, not doing that. No. Um so this week, next week, the movie is dirty work and Matt's gonna watch Full House. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> when I started a podcast with you, I didn't expect to get any fucking homework. <laughs>
1: um <laughs> more, 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 than what I, more than what is necessary, at least. If you want, um, follow us on Instagram at SoSandlerosePod. Uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Give me two seconds. I've actually got a review I need to read out. Yes. I completely forgot about this guy, but it's from Johnny GC 7 And he gave us a five-star review on Apple. And he said, I got it here. Two seconds. I'm really sorry. I forgot. I completely forgot about this. Fucking shout out to Johnny. Um, Maybe. Depending on what you said. Johnny said, Excellent. Uh, Wonderfully unique idea for a podcast. Perfect for Sandler fans. Um, Yeah. And that was, yeah. From Johnny GC7. Johnny, I have bad news for you. This is not unique at all. We've actually kind We're... of directly ripped off uh, <laughs> other podcasts such as uh, Mike Check, where they talk about hey. movies of Mike Myers. Any,
0: any movie review podcast is a rip-off of every other movie review podcast. Fuck them. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not wrong. Um, but yeah, th- thanks for the five stars. And I, there's actually another one there as well. Um, five stars from... MX Sandy 12. And he said, a must for Adam Sandler fans. What a cool fucking show.
0: Oh, cheers, guys. What a yes. cool fucking guy.
1: So that's, uh, that's uh, two nice reviews. So yeah, le- leave us a re- review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll read it out. Send us an email at so at gmail.com. And again, follow the Instagram for the uh, latest information on our episodes at so pod apart from that I think it's time for us to say goodbye because we have been doing this for almost two hours
2: you <laughs> know all right
0: thank you for all the feedback and everything guys it does mean a lot yeah we will uh, we'll we'll see you after we'll see you next week
1: yeah bye.